I gotta ask, what is the what's going on with like the Chia Pet Fedora combo in the Yeah, background? so that there is a, a mannequin head and then on top of it is uh the it's a Willy Wonka hat and then an Oompa Loompa wig. Okay. So for the uh I did sixteen personalities at uh, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory last year. Mm. And so I got all the costumes for it. But, you know, I got the Oompa Loompa outfit and the, and the wig and everything. And then I realized the wig is green. So I couldn't use, uh, I couldn't oh. wear the wig because I was doing green screen. Green stuff. screen. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I had, uh, I, I ran into that same problem. It was, oh man, it was like maybe three plus years ago now. Um, I did a video about the Disney Channel games. Do you know about the Disney Channel games? No. It was like an old competition that they did with all of the Disney Channel stars at the time. And they would mm-hmm. get together in the summer and do like a, like the Olympics or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, so they would compete in like silly games. But I had bought all of the – because there were different teams. So it was red, yellow, green, and blue team. And I bought all the different shirts. And then I was filming the intro for it on the green screen. And like the green shirt was completely keyed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like I – like, I was like turning around and doing the, huh, you know, like, oh, green guy, blue guy. And the green guy turned around and there's just nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. How did, uh, pretty, how did you work around that? I Well, I did. My green screen flips around to do a blue side as well. Uh, so I did like a little joke where he was completely gone. And then I flipped the screen around and did it on the blue for real. So smart. Yeah, I have it. I did get a blue screen eventually, but uh, that. uh not at that time i didn't have it so i just had to kind of skip out i've also kind of faked it where i would wear stuff that got keyed out and then just put like a block of green like a green mat behind that Mm. and then try to if i had like a shirt that had something green on it so there's just like a hole in my chest i could kind of put a green mat behind it oh yeah i get what you're saying yeah, but it's yeah, still a pain in the butt. And now, even though I have the blue screen, now I'm just like, I can't be bothered to pull this out. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just there in case of emergencies. Yeah, um, I, I um, I see people now. My software must not have the feature. They just can cut out without a green screen. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I assume that they're like masking, but it seems like uh. I think it's something to do with like you can key out a cup. Yeah, I've seen it. I don't know how it works though. I wish I had any clue. I have no idea. And it looks so clean sometimes. And then it'll cut back and they're still just sitting in their room like this. Right. Not a clue. Yeah, it's uh, impressive. And it's like, it's too clean to be like a manual mask. There must be something automated about it. Yeah, I would imagine in some software that I don't have, there's a it's probably one click and I'm like blown away by it like wow, you guys are so good at doing this and they're literally just pushing a button and it doesn't work. <laughs> but I also struggled for 20 minutes to get my microphone to work today, so right. that's well, an indication. I mean, you know, the but I you know, the dedication to get the clear audio is admirable cuz I was ready to just be like, you know, eh, whatever, we'll do. <laughs> The the things that no one notices, it's like I spent I, I'll spend all this time in a video doing something and it's like I bet no one would have known known if I had just kind of slapped it together. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. I run into that all the time. <clears throat> There's things like um sometimes I'll I'll tweak the audio so much that there'll be I'll be like half a frame of overlap over the last piece yeah. of audio to smooth it out and and I'm like going in and cutting all of the loud parts and bringing them down like two decibels. And my wife will sometimes see me doing that. And she's like, you're absolutely wasting your time. Like nobody cares. But yeah. I, I care so much. Like when I'm seeing it on the timeline, it drives me crazy if it's not like perfectly smooth. But yeah, I waste a lot of time doing stuff like that. Yeah, I know exactly which, especially audio, because I feel like that's the more important thing. Also, like, I just don't know how to make the video look good. So it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know how to color grade or anything. So I'm just like, whatever. But with yeah. audio, I'm like, I can, I can control this. So I will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like the other day I was watching uh, like a Caleb City video. It's like one of his most popular ones. It's got like 20 million views. And the audio was so bad that it was like literally unlistenable. Like I had to like ride the volume because some parts are so loud, some uh, parts are so quiet. 
but it's got 20 million views, so no mm-hmm. one cares. So why should I, you know, it's like, here I am, like, finagling, you know, the EQ of something, and <laughs> no yeah. one, literally no one will notice one way or the other. Yep. I'm editing a video right now where I'm in a bunch of different places. Um, so I was, like, up in my kitchen recording some, down in, like, my family room recording some. I was in here. And I found myself trying to EQ the different microphones that I was using to sound the same as each other. Oh, yeah. And nobody cares. (laughs) That's another just waste of time that I'm doing. But again, like it's something that I can't not do. So if I were to watch it back, I would I would be bothered by it forever. I would watch it six months from now and be like, oh, those two microphones are shockingly different. It bothers me. It bothers me. And it would like degrade the way that I feel about my own stuff. Yeah. So I guess it's something that I have to do for my own mental sanity, but it's not necessary for other people. Yeah. And of course you'd get like everyone, everyone would just be like fine with it. And then you'd get like one comment that was like, Hey, great audio in that one scene, dude. And you'd be like, <laughs> they knew. Yeah. They're like, you couldn't take the two seconds to cut the low end. Like, <laughs> Oh, I should have, I know I could have done it. You're right. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, you know, the script that I wrote, I did in like 10 minutes. I'm like, whatever. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, the, the part that actually matters to people watching, it's like, all right, well, you know, not a big deal. Let me make sure that the that the color balance is exactly the way that it, that I want it to be. Right. Have Have you ever had times where you put out a video, you put a lot of effort in and afterwards you just get like mad at the like either performance or that people didn't latch on to the thing that you cared about. And you're like, I'm never doing that again. They don't get my, they don't get my talent in, you know, audio EQing now. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think the only, the only example I can think of was, it wasn't anything like that. It was just a topic that I chose to cover. Yeah. And cause I was, it, it was about, um, complex they do this series where they take celebrities shopping for sneakers and they do like an interview show um while they're buying the shoes and they're asking them about just like regular career stuff and then they ask them about about shoe stuff and i just thought it was really interesting and it was a rabbit hole that i fell down for a while so i was like well this is an interesting topic that i want to talk about i made the whole video i did a whole bit where i went to a shoe store and was shopping for sneakers myself and i was like this was a fun thing just to to like live in my little community in my little world and then the people that are really into sneakers of course are going to stumble upon that and then their attitude towards it was like man you don't know shit about sneakers like you, what are you ta- you, why are you even talking about this and i'm like oh no it, it reached the wrong people <laughs> so stuff like that i'm a little more cautious of covering topics that so- a lot of people are really passionate about because i'm not really passionate about very much at all so it's like if i'm (laughs) if i'm dipping into their territory and i'm not doing it justice you know i feel a little bit like oh maybe i should have spent more time researching that or maybe i should have just not touched it at all uh but other than that like yeah it's usually the topics that that i sometimes regret looking back because i think the content itself in my again in my little bubble is all kind of relative quality to everything I do. Like there's not any video that I'm like, Oh, that video was just legitimately bad. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of the, it's the topics usually. Yeah. Well, I think we found our title. Scott Kramer is passionate about nothing. (laughs) Well, Hey, you're kind of right. I mean, if I had to really sit and think about it, it's like my family, I'm ridiculously passionate about my family, my friends and you know, Everything else is just kind of whatever. <laughs> so like real stuff, like your relationships are important to you, but like the hobbies, the things, the, the, uh, you know, the distractions from the people, not so important. Yeah. Everything else kind of comes and goes. Like I will sometimes get really into a hobby of whatever, you know? Like last summer, I was so, or not, not last summer, a couple summers ago, I was really dedicated to my lawn, like making sure my lawn and everything, the landscaping was so yeah perfect. And then winter comes and goes and it's like, 
okay, I'm not, I don't care about that anymore. Like what's the next thing? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm kind of bouncing around to my interests change a lot, but yeah, my core stuff is what I really actually care about. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, you're talking about picking on a topic that people were passionate about that you didn't realize, like that seems to be sort of a theme of, or at least I've the way I found your channel was looking at running videos and you made the video about the running community that blew up and like, didn't you even have to like turn off comments on that because it was getting such backlash? Yeah. Well, so I originally made the video about running a marathon without training for it. Right. right. And I honestly, I think I could have avoided everything if I didn't use the word running because that that was the thing that everyone latched on to because mm. I ran half of it and then the other half I had to walk because my body was broken right because it's so hard to do <laughs> yeah. um so I was just getting I mean it was it was legitimately ridiculous and it was before I had any kind of thickness to my skin at all this was like the first thing that I did that had any attention to it so it's like okay the first thing I do that gets a lot of attention is getting a lot of negative attention and not only people online, but people in my actual like circle. And I was like, Oh my God, it was just meant to be a fun little experiment. It wasn't supposed to be this big thing. Um, so then I made that follow-up video a couple years later cause the heat never seemed to die down. Uh, and actually since, since I made that follow-up video, things have completely turned. Like, I, I don't know if it's just like in general, people have calmed down on that subject and like we've moved on to other things. But, yeah. The, yeah, that was something that I was, like, really stressed out about because I had no idea how to handle it at that time. Yeah. Well, especially if you don't expect it to get a backlash. You're just like, hey, I made a fun video about me doing a marathon. You don't un- you don't anticipate such a visceral offense being taken. Yeah. It is, like, it can make you feel disoriented. Like, is my moral compass, like, so off here? <laughs> or, you know... <laughs> Should does everyone did everyone know that this was a bad idea except me until I put it out there? <laughs> yeah, um, and a, a, it's always kind of the thing where the negativity is like microscopic compared to the neutral response or even the positive response. Yeah, but it was like it was enough that I was really noticing it, and yeah, it it messed with me a little bit at the time. And again, like. It was something that I didn't know anything about. So I do understand why looking back, I get why people who like dedicate their entire being to like running that, that is something that a lot of people, they are runners through and through. If they couldn't run, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. And to see some guy come in and like almost make it seem silly. uh, I do get why some people would be a little upset about that in hindsight but yeah, it was it literally the intention was to just be like a silly little experiment. And it is good because a lot of people did see it that way. Yeah, it did. It did well. You know, it, it made the rounds on Facebook initially. And then you, the YouTube video was doing well, too. Uh, and the, the response was very positive, but it was just just enough negativity that I was like, I don't want this to be I don't want to keep seeing this. And I want I, I want the video to live in a positive place in my brain instead of every time I'm thinking about the marathon it's like oh yeah that really pissed people off right yeah have you have you managed to find other communities to accidentally offend besides the sneakers and the running communities (laughs) have there been other videos like that where it was like whoa didn't see that coming yeah um i did a video and so this is the problem too because i'll post like 30 videos that are completely harmless to anybody and they're all meant to be that way. The intention is to always be harmless. I'm just kind of exploring things and making jokes here and there. Um, but then every now and then you strike a nerve with a certain group. And I, that happened last summer. I think it was, I made a video about some of the, the reboot cartoons that came out. Um, the SpongeBob reboot. There's a Rugrats reboot, a Fairly Odd Parents reboot. Oh yeah, I remember this video. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, these look so gross. Like, I just hate the way that they look. And it was kind of exploring like why that is, and just kind of poking fun at the concept of rebooting cartoons in general. 
it was meant to be like very just a playful thing. Um, and then that was something that the animation community latched onto and they were like, how dare you? <laughs> like, do you know how hard people work to make these things? And it's funny because uh, in the video itself, I was, I even mentioned like to the animators that work on the show and the people that are like doing all the legwork, this is probably a bummer for them too, to have the general consensus be, oh, this is so unappealing to look at. Um, yeah. And I was kind of criticizing the higher ups and the decision makers, really. Right. But I don't think people really watched or heard that. They were just like, oh, you're make you think it's ugly? Well, well, yeah, I think you're ugly. You know? <laughs> um, but other uh, really other than those three times and the sneaker thing wasn't really even that much backlash. It was just like some things here and there where they're like, you shouldn't even be talking about this, man. You don't know what the heck you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but other than those three things, it's. It's been very, very not negative. So that's good. Good, yeah. And if I recall correctly, at the end of the cartoons one, you even like had a change of heart and you were like, you know, I've been watching, you know, I recorded the rest of this video like a week earlier and now that I've been watching this, that's eh, not that bad. Yep. So, of course, you know, the, the detractors aren't going to watch to the end, but no. Uh, cause I remember I, it's really weird. I remember watching this because I downloaded a bunch of videos to watch on a flight. So I was, mm. I was on a plane to Durango, Colorado when I was watching this, what your video <laughs> that you're talking about. And, uh, I remember getting to the end and I'm like, he just like totally reversed his entire thesis here. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I'm okay with doing that. I, I think a lot of people will see that or hear that and they'll think, take a stance, buddy, you know, like you should have yeah. a firm stance on everything, but that's never, that's not even like what I'm, I'm just like goofing around and exploring a topic. So yeah. I think it's more honest to show my journey in exploring something than to just sit down and be like, here's why this is this way, you know, cause I don't know anything. I'm just right. some guy that doesn't, I don't have any passion. <laughs> 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 so, you know, I think it's just more fun to explore how I get to where I'm getting. And even after I get there, sometimes my mind changes. Like I just made a video about, um, rewatch podcasts. And right. during that whole video, I kept interjecting and I was like, this thing that I said three days ago, I don't even necessarily agree with, or this thing that I said three days ago, I think I was maybe not fully understanding my own perspective even. So I kept interjecting and and updating my opinion as I went. But I think there's kind of a, an expectation when people are watching a video like that, that seems like more of a video essay and they think, okay, what, do, what does this guy think? What's his opinion? What's he telling me about this subject? And I'm not telling you anything. I'm telling, I, I'm exploring it myself and just like letting you watch me explore it. Um, so I think that's a something that maybe confuses some viewers where they're like, okay, I heard what you said at the beginning, but it's a little bit different than the thing that you said at the end. So do you, do you, like, what do you actually believe, you know? Right. Um, and I, I think that's not, that's more, maybe more of an issue with, um, maybe the way that I'm, that I'm presenting things initially, uh, where it's like a title and thumbnail say a certain thing and then I'm doing a more nuanced version of it. Right. And it might be a little confusing to some people, but you know, I don't, I don't hold anybody. I'm not like you, you're wrong. You know, you're wrong for being confused by my journey here. Uh, right. yeah. but you know, sometimes it's a little bit irritating when people don't watch the whole thing and like, they're just right. picking they, certain things, you know? So what, I mean, what do you think is the, the mechanism behind your opinion changing over the course of, of a video? Like, is that sort of something you go into a video being like, um, like maybe I'm not going to research until I start. Uh, filming so that as I'm going, I'm gathering more information or is it sort of like uh, you just need the time to let it sit and process or is it like as you talk it out, as you edit and look back at your old uh, opinions and arguments, you start to come up with the counterpoints to it? Like what do you think is driving the change or is it sort of just like going into it knowing, hey, I'm probably going to change my opinion. Let me start over here because I know I'm probably going to end up over here at some point. I think I... I probably think going into most things, I know how I feel about this subject. That's what yeah. I, I, in a perfect world, that's what I would like to believe. Um, and then when I'm researching things, a lot of the time I think 
I want to, I want to cover this subject in this way. So I'm researching something in this way. Yeah. And then I get to the, I'm scripting things out and I get to the point where I'm recording it and I'm hearing myself say it out loud. And sometimes I'm even pivoting while I'm recording some things that I'm saying. And then by the time I get to the edit and I'm going and I'm pulling footage and I'm, you know, grabbing screenshots of articles or whatever I'm doing. Sometimes I'm exploring a little bit deeper or like more paths than I had initially wanted to just talk about initially, initially, initially. Um, yeah. So I, <laughs> in a other lot words, of the time, at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Right. So when I start initially at the beginning, I, uh, <laughs> I have one way that I want to talk about it, but then, so yeah, I'm, I'm seeing more as I go and it's like, I can, I could, I could wait until three weeks into my research to record the video, but that's just not how my schedule works. So yeah. I have to, I only have so many days to really look into something before I want to just dive in and make it. I just want it to be a fun thing. It's never, it's never meant to be this deep dive essay type of like educational thing. It's always just, we're just having fun looking at this stuff. Um, and then, but, but then like by the time I start editing and I'm exploring it a little bit more, days even a full week after i've recorded it's like yeah i'm learning new stuff about it so sometimes i want to jump in and and you know maybe update my opinion on some stuff because things have changed or like add more information but then there's a certain point too where there's only so much that you can say without making a video ridiculously long like overdoing it you're over over explaining things so there's a fine line there too where it's like and then that, that comes back to the comments where they're like oh why didn't you talk about this yeah. It's like, man, I had a whole paragraph about that and I cut yeah. it, you know, like it was just too much. Um, so I think it's just, it's just the natural way that my process works itself out is like, I'm never fully going to like have it all nailed down the day that I'm recording. And that probably to some people would sound irresponsible or like not, you're like, this is your job. Why do you not fully have it locked down? But again, I, I want to bring it back to like, I think my job is to just entertain. I'm not trying to persuade people one way or another on anything. I'm not trying to like change the way that you look at stuff. I'm just showing like my journey and exploring something. Um, so, and maybe that's a cop out too. You know, if I was talking to a therapist, they might be like, well, why don't you, you know, maybe you, you, uh, you're not, you're not like in your own journey, you're not fully confident in yourself because of that. And you're just using that as an excuse to not, you know, fully explore your yada, yada, yada. Uh, but the, yeah. anyway, that's the way I think about it. <laughs> so, but, so like, let's go a bit into your, your, your production cycle. If, if you will, for sure. a video starting from, let's say the, the conceptualization of an idea where you like write it down in your note notepad, you're like, Hey, here's an idea for a video. I think this is interesting through the, uh, you know, the marination process in your head research to the day when you like are committed to it, where whenever, like, at what point are you committed after the uh, conceptualization of it, if that makes sense, whether and what what is the commitment to you? Is that do you like write a script? Or do you just sit down to shoot? Or do you research first? Like what? Where is the commitment point? Uh, it used to be a lot more run and gun where I was doing it like in real time, it would be Monday morning. And it's like, all right, I have to film a video by Friday to get it sent off to a sponsor to approve, to go Mm -hmm. up the next week. And I would just start everything that day. What am I going to talk about? All right. How am I going to talk about it? Let's research it. But for this year, I planned every single video out in advance for the entire year. So like coming into this year, I knew on this day, I'm going to be making a video about this. This day I'm going to be making a video about this. Um, so I have the topics nailed down because I know that I can make something out of this topic. Um, but the kind of way that I've gone about making videos in general has changed a little bit over the last like year and a half where I'm not so much just sitting down and like showing you something and then I say something about it. And then I show you something and then I say something about it. I'm doing a lot more like where I'm involved with it. So like, for example, um, I have a video that I want to make. Yeah. Maybe next month. I think it is about, um, all of the commercials that Shaquille O'Neal has been in. Cause he's been in like notoriously, he's been in a ton of different commercials. Yeah. So I wanted to 
initially, you know, a year ago when I wrote the idea down, I was just going to show the commercials and be like, well, that's silly. Isn't that silly? And then maybe rank <laughs> them, you know, or whatever. I didn't know. Um, but kind of as I've gone along and the, the methods that I've done are gone through to make videos have changed. Now I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll, whatever the products he's advertising, maybe I'll order all of the products and I'll test them myself. So I'll like show the commercial. I'll maybe decide, does Shaq actually like this or does, or is he just acting? Right. And then maybe I'll test the product myself. So the, the concept of the video is always there it's just kind of the way that I want to present it uh, is what changes over time. Do you do you worry that having it planned out in advance, you will get to like, you know, September and you'll be like, I hate this idea. I don't want to do this thing that I came up with in December or whatever. It's happened a couple of times where I have to shift things in and out. But I do. I have such a long list of ideas that I can usually just plug plug one of those in an right, easier yeah. one. Um yeah, like this this last, uh, I think it was actually the last one that I uploaded um, about the Enchanted Highway. It was this, it's this like North Dakota attraction type of thing. And that wasn't something that I had planned for that time slot. Um, it was going to be something that was more like research heavy. But I just, it just like that idea popped into my head like a month before I was supposed to film. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather do something that's, fun and not that doesn't feel so much like work that was just kind of a whimsical little let's go check out this thing and i was just more in the mindset that i needed to do something like that um so i just like took that other idea out and plugged the enchanted highway one in and that other idea now is just like floating in my notes app i haven't like replaced it anywhere yet so that one you know who knows if i'll ever get back to doing that but that does happen every now and then where i have to move things around yeah, I've done, I've did the exact same thing uh, for the last couple of years. It's kind of fallen apart in the last twelve <laughs> months or so. But um, for like twenty, for I don't know, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, I planned out like everything a year in advance, and it was going fine for a while. But then as I got like halfway through the year, I just started do. I did what you did, and I started swapping out titles like a week or two before because I was like it just doesn't interest me now or I'm like I thought this would do well but now for some reason I don't feel confident in the concept mm -hmm. and so yeah it would just swap out so the and eventually you know the the ideas that I had planned that got you know sent to the back to the waiting room they got done eventually but mm. still it was sort of like and I don't know, like, if it's just, like, going on that gut feeling, if that's more of an obstacle and you should just, like, if it's better to just go ahead and do the thing. I get what you're talking about where it's, like, this is going to be a lot of research because I've done that, too, where it's, like, this video is going to be, like, a lot of production work and I don't want to do it. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I'll just kick it down the road a bit. Um have there ever, like, are there times where you're just like, the idea seemed good when I wrote it down months ago, but now it's like, I don't know, like, even if it's not a research issue, it's just like, uh, is this where, is this where the minds of the audience are right now? Or they, is this as relevant as I thought it was? Yeah, that definitely happens. I think m more often it's, it's, I'll have an idea, like, I have something planned that I'm going to be working on ne next week. And then something else pops into my head and I'm like, oh mm. no, like this, I have to do this now. I can't, like, I can't wait on this idea. So that happens more often than changing my mind later on. So then, right. then I move things around that way. Like there was, I did a video about um, the Kids Choice Awards and I, that was just kind of floating in my app for a while. And then I saw a pop-up ad on somewhere where they're like, hey, the Kids Choice Awards is next week. And I was ah. like, oh, well, I should make this video now because right. if I don't make it now, then I'm going to either it's not going to be relevant or I'm going to have to wait a full year to do it. Um, so that that happens actually that happens more often than anything where I'm like, I got to do this now. Or it's a subject where I, I think this is this is an idea that I could picture like three other people that I know making. So I want to just do it now before they do it. And then I don't want to do it anymore. That happens right. as well. That's really interesting, uh, especially that last one you said, where it's like, ah, I I feel like this this other creator might do this, so I need to get in there. 
and I, I've ha- I've done the opposite also, where I'm like, here's an idea. I could see this other person doing it, but I'm going to kind of just like not, I'm going to sit on it. And then they do it. And I'm like, yep. dude, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I should have gotten in there, man. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I've done, I've waited on things a couple of times and I feel that regret. And uh, so many people would say like, who cares? Just do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'd rather not. I'd rather just do something else. Like it's already been covered. I know I have a different perspective and I do it in a different way, yada yada yada. But uh eh, whatever. The idea is dead to me once somebody else is already done. <laughs> <laughs> do you only do one video at a time or do you have like multiple in process? I mean, obviously you have the ideas for a lot, but is it like mm-hmm. I'm shooting one, I'm researching another, I'm like, you know, editing another? Um, it's almost always one at a time. Yeah. There are a couple times when if I'm doing like I made that really ridiculously long pillow review and I was working on that for like a month and a half just to test all of the pillows that I was talking about. Um, so stuff like that, I have to overlap. But even then, it's not really it's not really work in the way that the other videos are work. Um, it's just kind of like being surrounded by a thing um, loosely. Right. Uh, and then putting it all together when the time actually comes. Yeah. And that pillow one did, uh, fairly well, didn't it? Yeah, it was I, totally unwarranted. I don't understand why that it, it got like a million and a half views for no reason at all. <laughs> People want to know what pillows to get. They do apparently. And it's funny because I had done, so I, it's, it's now going to be a three part series. That's the video I'm editing now is the third one in this, like exposing the blank industry Yeah, where I'm not exposing the, I'm just like reviewing their products. <laughs> um, but the first one was about toilet paper and I was like comparing all of them. Cause they all say, Oh, this one is, you know, four times longer than this one. And this one's four times more absorbent than this one. So I was testing all of that and it was just kind of a funny little thing. Um, and then I did the pillow one as a follow-up and the pillow one turned into this like in-depth review. Actually, it wasn't just like a silly little thing. And that just happened naturally kind of by accident. I would never do that on purpose. Um, and now this third one is back to like the chaotic, there's no real reason for this. It's just a fun thing to, to dive into. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with this one. (laughs) Do you script things out? Do you like, or do you just kind of say, I know what I'm going to talk about. I'll just kind of, you know, go off the Uh, top of my head. On like a regular video, it's basically word for word scripted out hundred percent. These, these ones are not at all scripted out. Like the pillow one wasn't scripted at all because there's, there wasn't really a way to do that. Um, But 99% of the time I'm writing every single word I'm going to say. I mean, every now and then I'll, throw some extra stuff in while I'm recording if I think of things, but I usually like to stick pretty, pretty strictly to a script because I get so nervous recording. It's my least favorite part. And I think I've heard a lot of other people say this too, that in this whole job, actually sitting down and recording the videos is my least favorite part by far. Mm. Like I could sit and edit a video and it's, I love doing it. It's so much fun. And scripting a video, coming up with things from scratch is exciting. But the recording part, it's like I'm just reading something that I already wrote. It feels like a process that it feels like it's done already in my head. Like I've already done this and I'm doing it again now. And I have to present myself to the world and show my face and shower and trim my beard. And it's like (laughs) it's just like these little things that I just don't. Oh, it's the worst part. Worst part of it. You have to get your microphone to work. I know. I got to plug it in right. I got to turn the slider all the way up. It's yeah. just a mess. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've heard that too. And I I don't know. Like, I don't like filming because I find it... It's like I like uh, the acting part of it, but I don't like setting up the camera. I don't like having to... Th- if I'm doing like a sketch, I don't like to think of the camera angles and stuff. And I don't... It's like mentally taxing and it's also like just exhausting to do as mm. silly as that sounds it's like recording like acting on camera for two hours afterwards it's like you're brain dead you don't want to do anything mm-hmm. i don't know if it is that like kind of how you feel with with the same uh same kind of feeling after filming yes totally i think and that's why scripting helps because i think 
in my head, I'm like, I'm just, I just need to get through this thing that I already know is right. You know, this is right. This is the way that I want it to be until I go back later and change my opinion a hundred times. But like for now, this is the way I want it to be. I just need to get through it. Whereas if there's a video that's not planned out that way, it's like infinitely more stressful because I have to be funny and I have to make points and I have to say everything that I had thought I wanted to say and I have to make it make sense somehow. And it's like all these things that I'm doing on the fly, um, which usually will take me many days to do in the comfort of my own home. You know, like I'm just sitting there typing away, changing things and doing it on the fly in real time is like, Oh, the pressure's on man. Pressure's on. So that wipes me out, wipes me out completely. Yeah. Do you also have the issue where, you know, you're recording in your home is your like wife at home at the same time. And you're like, she can hear me repeating these lines. I sound like an idiot right now. So silly. How embarrassing that is to me for someone to hear me (laughs) recording. It's, and it's honestly, it's actually, this is the opposite now. Cause it's not as bad when I'm just doing it on the fly. Yeah. Cause I think it's someone hearing it understands like, okay, you're just like making this up as you go. But when I am repeating the same line of a script five times, six times, seven times, it's like, I know my wife is out there listening to me say this and she's like, what is, what is he doing? Like, what is he doing in there? So yeah, that, that is the worst. It's, it's better now. Cause like where I record is actually pretty far away from where everything else happens. But, um, there was a while, uh, in our, the previous house that we lived in that I didn't have like a dedicated space to do this. So I was like, Hey, Jaden, I know this is a pain, but can you like, do you have anything that you have to go do? (laughs) Like, are there any (laughs) errands that you want to run or like, you want to go shopping or whatever? Cause I need to record and I can't have you here (laughs) when I do that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something that, uh, me and my wife have gone through too. Before that I lived with my brother when I was, you know, first, uh, doing the comedy sketches and stuff. And mm-hmm. it would be like, I was recording in the living room and he'd walk, he'd get home from work and walk through the door. And I'm like, sorry, you can't make dinner for like another 20 minutes. <laughs> you gotta, you can't be here. Yeah. <laughs> Go far away, close your door. And I bet it's even worse with doing a comedy sketch because you want to, if someone's hearing what you're saying, it's so, it's like one line at a time and none of it is in order. Yeah. So you they they don't know what the conversation is, you know. Yeah. I it's all pieced together in your head, but they're just hearing like these completely out of context lines that don't seem funny, and they don't seem like they make any sense. Yeah. And it's just embarrassing knowing that they don't get it yet, you know. Yeah, exactly. And and even if you're alone, most comedy sketch lines don't feel funny when you're saying them, and yeah, so. No knowing that someone else is listening and probably thinking that's not funny. It yeah. makes you go like, Oh no, like I just want to get through this. I just want this to be over. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's brutal. Yeah. Filming comedy is awful until it is like edited and done. Yeah. And it's like, see, this is what, this is what I wanted you to. It's funny, right? Like this is it. <laughs> it's yeah. funny, right? Tell me it's good. <laughs> yeah. Now you do comedy sketches on uh, your second channel, right? Yep. I do v- very sporadically, but yeah. I do. Yep. Has that, I, it, it, go ahead. That was what, what I did as a kid because I used to watch Smosh and Fred and Ryan Higa and Kev Jumba, all those guys, and they were doing kind of a sketch comedy stuff. So those are the people that I initially looked up to. Um, and then, I I don't know, I went to high school and people didn't think it was cool to do YouTube, so I kind of s- slowed down in high school. Um, and then by the time I started doing it again, it was more of the long-form stuff that was popular and that I mm-hmm. kind of wanted to try. So I, I had this huge gap between doing sketches. Um, but doing it again now feels so fun. It's like being a kid again. I don't know. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's just fun to be able to, uh, throw, you know, throw something together and act with yourself and stuff. And I did the same thing. Like I made uh, comedy videos when I was like a little kid, like with the camcorder and stuff before, way before YouTube. Yep. So it is like just, uh, you know, continuing that, that form of play Mm -hmm. and the magic of like having something that's not funny (laughs) when you're acting it out (laughs) and then suddenly it's funny. Yeah. That is crazy how that happens. Do you ever experience where, 
you're filming a video, like you have this idea and a lot of comedy sketches, like you do have something that you're trying to say. Not every time. Sometimes it's just silliness for the sake of silliness. Yeah. But a lot of the time it's like, I kind of am trying to say this thing and I'm just doing it in a funny way. Um, I get more like frustrated by people not getting that than I do when I'm like going on these long winded explanations of stuff. Cause it's like, at least in that I can explain myself if I'm talking, sitting talking like this, but in a comedy sketch, it's like, I have this little joke that I want to tell about this thing that I think is weird. Um, but it, you can't really like explain why it's just, I think this is weird. Yeah. And people have to try to figure it out on their own. Do you, do you ever run into that? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I think it, for me, it's like a slightly different form of that where I'll make, I, I'll make jokes and then people will look more into like the relatable scenario mm -hmm. and be like, so I'll make, you know, a video that I think is really funny about, I don't know, having an awkward conversation and then people are just like, yes, I am so, it is so troubling for me to have awkward conversations. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you just laugh. <laughs> like, and uh, so that's, it's basically, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, if people like, it's like people miss the point. They're, they're appreciating it, but like for the wrong reason. Or do you yeah. just mean like, they're like, what are you even trying to say, dude? This doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's both. I mean, it's so it's so much easier to miss the point when you don't have your, like you don't you can't explain the point yourself. Yeah. You know, there's no like opportunity to defend. Not that you need to defend a joke, really, but there's no opportunity to like clarify. This is you know this is what I mean by this. Um, yeah, and it's so funny that that's what like comedy is. It's you're just supposed to be able to laugh at the joke, but it's, a lot of people are uh, have a tough time. To have a tough time with that. It's like you want to, you want to, you want to experience this thing. You know, it's like, what are you trying to say? You know, what, what, what are you telling me? You know, it's like I'm just, I just want you to laugh at this thing. But if if you don't get the thing, then it's hard to laugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, but and or if they think they interpret that you're trying to say something that you're not trying to say, yes. it's like this is just funny. Like, just mm -hmm. laugh, please. Like, yep. I. Just yesterday, I came out with if slang words were people, and one of the top comments, not the throw commenter under the bus, thank you for watching, but uh, it was it was like something about, uh, you know, the slang words are like Gen Z slang words, like, you know, uh, thirsty and sus and stuff that could describe people in a negative way. So the comment mm -hmm. was basically like, man, it's a shame that all these new slang words are just about making fun of people or whatever. And I'm like, just, just laugh. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, just a goof. I yeah. picked the I picked the negative ones because that's funnier. Like that's that's really why. Like it's mm -hmm. not because it reflects the reality of you know the state of society. Although maybe I would you know maybe the the sketches would be more relevant and vital if I was like making that social commentary. But uh -huh. I don't know. But I think that's why to bring up Caleb City again. That's why he is he's my favorite person that does like sketch comedy yeah. um, because it never really is trying to say anything. It's yeah. more like poking fun at a trope or like, it's just these completely like unbelievable scenarios that he puts himself in. But it's like just a turn off your brain. Like this is funny. There's nothing to think about here. Just laugh at it. He's really good at, at making it like, just laugh. We're just here to laugh. Yeah, and I, he is also great at, like, not putting effort into the things that people don't care about. Mm -hmm. You know, we obsess over... The, I think this is included in what we started recording yeah, anyway. Be. Anyway, it's stuff that doesn't matter. But if you if you go to some of these websites where you can plug in a U, YouTube URL and see, like, the suggested thumbnails, uh, you know, the YouTube automated gen, mm -hmm. automatically generated, Caleb City just uses the YouTube generated thumbnails like he uh -huh. doesn't make his own thumbnails and i'm like this it's like this is low effort across the board where it doesn't really matter but in the performance in like the cinematography in uh the script like that's where the his effort is going mm -hmm. and that's why he gets consistently millions of views yeah i think you must have talked about this with jake because i listened to that interview that you did and i oh, think yeah. you brought this up with jake and I was thinking about it too. Um, 
the I think there's this expectation that YouTube has kind of created in people that if a video is short and has like an auto-generated thumbnail, it's funny. And I don't know why I have that expectation. Yeah. But every time I see something where it's like, this this has to be funny because it's being suggested to me and it doesn't look like much, you know? There's got to be something good in there. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really good. And I've been thinking about this too where it is – I probably talked about this with Jake. It's like if the thumbnail looks trashy and like it, like it was just a random frame, there is something psychological where it's like, oh, that's comedy. Like that's yeah. funny. And like the, the, the content stands – for it on its own, you know? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I've read into a little bit of that because I've found that what, for whatever reason with my audience, when I make a thumbnail for a comedy sketch that has words in the thumbnail, it doesn't do well. But if oh. I like uh, A-B test it with something that doesn't have words, the, the no words one does better. And I don't know, mm. maybe I'm just picking the wrong words to put on it. I don't know. But mm. uh, it seems like there is a bit of that expectation where people just automatically know. Yeah. Uh, so you, are you, so you said you were working on a video now, but you've been on a bit of a, uh, break. Mm-hmm. How long, how long have you been like off of work? I took two full weeks off, which wow. I haven't done ever. <laughs> I've, I've never done that. I wanted to do it. I like told myself I was going to do it a couple of winters ago. Um, and then I got to like day six, day seven, and I was getting a little stir crazy. So I just started working again. And this time I didn't let myself do that. There was a point where I thought, oh, I kind of want to, you know, do something, you know, I want to do something. Let me just maybe get in and, and tweak some stuff or like, maybe I could start scripting something. And I just told myself, don't do it. Actually take a break, refresh your brain. And I'm so glad that I did that. Cause now I'm like really excited about the future. It's not even just this video I'm working on now. I've got like three or four coming up that I'm just so (laughs) like, let's go, let's go. It's going to be so fun. And I haven't felt that really excited fun in a while. I always enjoy what I do and I do get excited about stuff, but I'm like legitimately pumped up about these videos coming up. So you're, you might say you're passionate for the first time in your life about something. Look at that. Look at that. You it's, we had a breakthrough. We just had a breakthrough. <laughs> so like, what you, kind of- can I, can I say why? Can yeah. I say why I think I am passionate about these videos coming up? Because multiple of them include my family and friends. So that's probably why. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you're bringing it back to what you value mm-hmm. and, uh, that's allowed you to tap into a bit more excitement about it. Mm-hmm. What I if when, I, what if when you had said, can I say something about it? I was like, no, you just don't, you can't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, just sh- shut up. I, I, I'm the one here. That's being, um, uh, I was going to say, um, when I sit and I'm like thinking about making a video that is only me talking like me, it's focused on me, me explaining things, giving my opinions on stuff. I almost never get excited about that idea. Um, and I think it's just cause I, I don't, I have a hard time believing that people really care what I have to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but if it's not, if it's stuff that includes other people, it's like, okay, you're not, you don't have to care what I have to say. Just we're here having fun with each other. Like, let's just have a good time. Let's just, let's just have fun. Um, and when it's just me, it doesn't feel like it can just be fun. And that, that's probably just me being hard on myself, but right. Yeah. Now you and I, uh, both became dads around the same time this mm-hmm. past December. So is this, uh, this time off been a lot of, uh, dad, dad and lad time, as I it's, like to call it. Yeah, dad and lad time. It's been like a hundred percent dad and lad time. Yeah. It's been nice. And I think, uh, I, um, I'm so lucky we're both. I'm sure you would agree that we get to be home. Um, cause there's so many, like even my family members and my friends and stuff, it's like they, they go to work and they can't see their kid and then they come home and it's like, finally, you know, but yeah. I get to see him all day, every day. I'm so freaking lucky. And Jaden works from home too. So we're both home. Um, and I just like, I'm, I'm so, I'm so lucky to be able to do that. Um, he was born the night 
or, or my so Jaden went into labor the night that I finished recording like a two hour long, three hour long maybe session um, on this end of year recap thing that I do every year. Uh, so it was like, I don't even know, three in the morning. I finally got done recording. Um, I, I got everything put away, whatever. And then I laid down in bed and like 10 minutes later, Jaden was like, we should probably go to the hospital. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> so we rushed in. Neither of us slept. Obviously we were up for many days after that. Just like it's impossible to sleep in the hospital. Um, and then we finally came home. We had a little baby, hard to sleep with a little baby. Mm. So it was like six months of just like rough needing recovery. So the break was break was great for that too. But so how, how is, how's dad life been for you? Great. I mean, uh, it's been like, I was, I was afraid going into it, you know, cause it's like all these major life changes. Oh, how am I going to handle it? But it's every, everything's been great. I think, uh, what it's the best thing it's done for me is like forced me into a very rigid structure. Whereas before mm-hmm. I would kind of like, you know, do, do whatever. Like I'm not a very good boss to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. I'm just like, eh, do whatever you can, you can film a video whenever you want. You can just watch YouTube for four hours. Like, uh, so now I'm like, I have a very, uh, strict time that I work. And when it's, you know, after that, I don't work because, mm-hmm. you know, he goes to daycare until four o'clock is when we leave to pick him up. And after four, I just don't work anymore until he goes mm-hmm. to bed. And then if I need to doodle on some stuff. But then the other part of it is like now I wake up at 5 a.m. Uh, because he gets up at, you know, between six and seven. So I just need the time to to uh, it's the only time I have by myself <laughs> that isn't work. So, uh, so, I mean, it's forced my life into all these changes that are great where I, I you know, I thrive on a rigid structure and I feel like my whole life I've depended on school or a boss and a real job to like force it onto me. Mm-hmm. And so when it was just me on my own, it was hard to do, but now it's back and I can like really keep my nose to the grindstone a lot better. And also it's just like having a baby around uh, it's like a big stress reliever, at least for me. I know that there there are the stressful parts to having a baby, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, just having a smiling, cuddly, snuggly baby in your arms—it's like instant stress relief. Yep. So, uh, and then it, there's also just like the existential parts of, you know, this is like a uh, individual a, who is going to be, uh, who is his own person, is going to be an adult one day, and like. He's not mine. I am training him. I am, uh, you know, I have to uh, get like emotional talking about it. (laughs) But it's like, you know, I start to think about all these things of how, like, I've got to start holding myself to a better standard. Mm -hmm. I've got to make myself the best person I can be so that I can uh, instill that in him and be a good example and not just be like, uh, do do as I say, not as I do. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So it's, you know, made me a lot more serious about, uh, you know, just like taking my health more serious, uh, working harder, just getting uh, priorities straight of like, you know, family first, then work. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so overall, it's been it's definitely been like the most amazing thing ever. If you can't tell by my (laughs) going on and on about it. Yeah, I think I have found like because you say family first and then work. I've found that like, I don't even like bother not in a, not in a way that's like, I'm ungrateful for it, but I don't even like bother reading comments so much anymore on like my video that used to be like, okay, what are people saying about what I do for work? You know, what do people think? And now it's like, all right, videos uploaded. Let's go, you know, let's go on a walk. Like, let's go get coffee and like, let's, let's have a picnic or whatever. It's not even in, I don't even think about it anymore, which I, you, you said a huge stress relief. It's like adding this thing that, I mean, it really is like the most stressful thing you can do. Raise a kid has somehow lessened my stress levels like in, in infinitely. Yeah. 
Because it's sort of like, I, I felt the exact same thing where I used to live and die by the numbers every day. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, I mean, it still worries me if a video doesn't do as well as I thought. But I'm like, eh, what? Like, I have a lot more patience to be like, oh, I'll get it next time. You know, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's a cycle, whatever. Yep. Um, I don't know what it is. And my wife has said the same thing where it's like, she like she's in a totally different field. She's in uh, she's in sales. And she's like, yeah, having a kid, it's suddenly like work is secondary and I'm not as driven by all of the metrics in the same way that I was before. Um, which yeah, it's just, it is amazing just to ha- how like your brain just switches and it's suddenly like, this is the most mm-hmm. important thing now. Yeah. And I don't think that it, cause somebody might hear that and think, oh, is that going to hurt your, is that going to hurt your work then? Cause you're not, you don't care about it as much, but I think my what I where I was trying to like gain fulfillment from work before was like are things doing well are people responding well to this uh am I making a bunch of money doing it and now I don't need that anymore so I'm going into it with more joy I'm going into it in a better headspace yeah. and that is still helping it so yeah I don't think it's like my focus not being on the work hasn't hurt the work at all if anything it's made the work the results of the word better. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like before I felt like I was like tr- holding on for dear life to just try to, you know, make everything on YouTube, you know, work and be better. And now it's just like, you know, whatever I can play with it more. I, I mm-hmm. can go back to 2019 when it was, when I was just starting to find an audience and just be like, you know, hey, I was playing with house money. It's like, didn't expect to get these views. Let me just keep making fun videos mm-hmm. instead of like, I hope I don't lose my audience this time. <laughs> like, it's like, um, it's, it reminds me of, uh, I'm a, I was a big fan of Craig Ferguson's, uh, mm-hmm. The Late Late Show years ago. Yep. And uh, he, in an interview one time, said like, you know, we, I reached a point where it was like, I just didn't care about losing it anymore. Like I, mm-hmm. and so, and that's when we were able to like do the, the work that I was most proud of because I wasn't thinking about, Oh, am I going to lose my job? It's just like, whatever, we're having fun. Yeah. So um, I try to the, remember that. The exact same thing. I mean, same, so similar. Uh, I heard Conan saying that because of all the crazy drama that happened with his right, show. Yeah. Um, so I've held on to that too. Um, and it's weird to say, but yeah, I do not, I'm not afraid of this going away. I used to think like, oh man, you know, the, the life cycle of a YouTuber, you're, you last for maybe a couple of years and then it all dries up. Yeah. Um, but I, the, you know, everything has changed even since then where like, I think it's a lot easier to turn this into a long, long term career if you're able to do that. Um, but you know, if I snap my fingers and overnight it was all gone, I'd figure something else out. Like, this is not what's driving me anymore. Uh, I love doing it, and it means a lot that people love it as well. Um, but if it was all gone, it would not be the end of me. <laughs> I've got so many other things that mean more to me than this. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, like, it's just, it. I mean, it's it's we're able to have fun with it and also, also just view it more like, yeah, this is my job. Like, it's not mm-hmm. my life. It's not a reflection of who I am. And it doesn't determine if I'm happy or not. Yep. And I think in a way that helps build a better community around it too, because, and I don't know if you have this issue, but like in the genre of what I do, especially what I was doing for like the last three years of commentary, there's this looming cloud of just like overall negativity that floats in that space. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and I've always tried my best not always. I, I, I usually try my best to, you know, float above that and, and be more wholesome and make things more positive um, to try to cultivate this like a good community that makes me feel good. And hopefully I'm making them feel good. And it's just a good reciprocation. Um, but I think that the way that I'm thinking about it now, I don't even have to worry about that because the pe- the people that bring negativity into this community are probably not even going to want to touch it anymore. You know, like I'm my attitude towards it is so much different now that they, if you're coming into it thinking, Oh yeah, I want to be mad about something. Like let's get mad about, 
about the kids choice awards like what are we dunking on today (laughs) those people will come and go so fast because that's not what we're doing here anymore okay um so that feels good too knowing that going forward the community is also going to going to thrive yeah yeah i love that to wrap up and this conversation has been great by the way Uh, i really appreciate you uh taking the time i've had a good Um, time you uh, you may have uh, noticed in uh, past episodes of this, I like to ask three uh, questions about uh, creativity. So if uh, you imagine you have a deck of cards that are meant to kind of jostle a creative person's mind when they're stuck, mm-hmm. and there's three types of cards, a statement, a question, and an invitation, what would you put on that, uh, on those cards? So we can start with a statement, so it's just like some kind of truth, some kind of platitude that you that you would say to yourself if you're ever like stuck in a in a creative endeavor. I think I'd probably go back to something we talked about earlier and it would probably say you care about this more than they do. Ah. You know? So don't you don't need to like kill yourself over the small details. You don't need to drive yourself crazy over stuff like that. That's I really like that. That's that's one that I had not uh, really thought of before. Mm-hmm. So not that I've thought of everything, but it's, <laughs> it's just coming at it from a, a very fresh perspective. Uh, so what would be a question that you would put on one of these cards to uh, get someone thinking? Um, it might be different than what I would have said a year ago. But I'd probably, it'd probably be something like, how can this, how can this improve someone's day in like, in a way that's like, that sounds so corny, but how I I want it to, I want it to be like, how can this not, or how, how, okay, here we go. Here it is. (laughs) (laughs) How can what you're planning on doing here. be a positive part of somebody's day. How about that? Okay, that's good, yeah. Because there, like I, it, maybe to explain that, um, we were talking about video topics before, Yeah. and there are a lot of topics that I think would make a good video, and a video would do well, but how can it be a positive part of somebody's day? You could sit and dunk on a bad movie, and people are gonna watch it and think it's funny. But is that like uplifting? Is that something that's going to make them feel good? Any kind of like negativity in that way, I think sits with you. Um, so yeah, I like to, I think any way that you can try to avoid that would be, would be a good way to go about it. Yeah, that's really good. Cause I feel like it would be easy to say, oh, it's just entertainment. Like that's positive, but it's like, yeah, but there is like an icky feeling you get after you watch a video like that, where it's like, mm-hmm. Uh, what it, oh i feel so great now that i was able to say that thing was bad like yeah exactly yeah yeah the everybody it's like a well-known thing that tearing other things down doesn't elevate you but it's still such a net we just want to do it it's like a natural thing that people want to do yeah even though we know it's bad you know um and there's so many channels that i used to watch like kind of religiously that i avoid like the plague now like i just Cause it makes me, f- I, I was realizing that without noticing it, it was making me feel worse. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I very much so focus on things that don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's really good. I need to start, uh, thinking about that too. What, and then what would be a invitation, like a, something that someone could do when they feel stuck creatively? Um, this one might be a little tougher. Is it, do you have any, like an example that you have? So, uh, the examples that I have run from the very concrete, such as like drink a glass of water. Like sometimes it's just like you're dehydrated. You need to like get some water, uh, to like the very abstract where it's, or, or, or so like, so it could be in between like work slower work faster so something to kind of change your workflow that's directly focused on that or they could be more abstract 
Uh, like one of the ones I have is uh, throw your diamonds into the sea, which is a fancy way of what Stephen King said, where he's like, kill your darlings. So it's like mm. the things that you're overly attached to in your work, maybe you need to like edit those out to make it flow better, something like that. So mm-hmm. it can run the gamut of whatever you would say to someone to just kind of, I, I just think of it as like jostling them a bit, like hitting a TV that's stuck on the wrong channel or whatever, like yeah. to just get things flowing. Um, God, that's tough. It's tough to, to say something that's not just like another iteration of something I've already said. Yeah. Um, but I, I, everything that I think of always comes back to like, like do just do whatever is going to make or put you in a good mood. Like do something that you know will, will improve your mood. Yeah. Like if you know that listening to music is going to improve your mood, cause it's not like you don't need to do something that's going to make you feel creative. You need to do something that's going to make you feel good because when you feel good, it's easier to be creative. Um, so I would say just do, yeah, do something that you know is going to uplift your mood. Yeah. As vague as that sounds. <laughs> that's, uh, no, I mean, that's good because I think it's like the inclination is I got to do something that's going to like inspire me. Right. But your, but your advocation is more like take your mind off of that. Just like, you know, basically like relax. <laughs> like, yeah. Just let, let, let your brain kind of chill for a second. Mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of fallen into, <laughs> it's a, maybe a bad habit, but I've fallen into like, if I have a, like some kind of drink, like right now I got this like fruity kind of energy drink type thing. Yeah. If I got something like this, man, I'm feeling good, you know? And I know that. So if I'm in a little bit of a rut, maybe all I need to do is get a fun little drink and then I'm good. You know, then I can be creative for the next six hours because my brain is, is in a good mood now. Um, yeah. so anything like that, simple stuff. Maybe I just need to take a hit of the crack pipe. I'll be ready <laughs> yeah, to go. That's right. <laughs> yep. Strap up, you know, whatever you got to do <laughs> on that note. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but Scott, it's been great. Thanks so much for, uh, coming on the podcast and, uh, uh, hope that we can do it again sometime. Absolutely. I, I really quick before we go. Yeah. Is JJ the reason that we were introduced? I forget. No, actually. And it's funny because I talked to JJ about this, uh, cause well, not, not exactly like this, but I was, uh, he mentioned that he knew you. And then I was like, I, cause I just emailed you out of nowhere and I was like, Hey, oh, okay. I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> I do. Rem- now that you say that, I do remember that. Yep. Yeah. I occasionally just reach out to YouTubers and say, Hey, and by occasionally, I mean, I've done it like four times. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And then JJ was like, Oh yeah, I did the same thing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like so. it. It's a good group of people. The, the people on YouTube that I have become friends with is a really good group. They yeah. don't necessarily reflect the content that I make, but they reflect the attitude that I have. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I'll have to talk to you about, uh, some other people, you know, see if I can get them on the podcast as well. Yeah, for sure. See if I can, uh, leverage those connections. <laughs> that's right. Use what you got. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks Scott. Yeah.